Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. My name is Em, and I want to talk about books and cats. Hey, book lovers. So after not having any books to talk about last week, this week I have two, sort of two and a half, really. It's been a good reading week. So I finally got my copy of Claire Tom's new children's book, Fox Dog, Pangram Pals. This book is adorable. The story is a very sweet tale of friendship, and it involves some kind of meditative practices in a way, but it's very accessible for children. The pictures are absolutely beautiful. Her dad, Colin Tom, illustrated it, and they worked on it online with her in Spain and him in Scotland, which I find really interesting. If you don't remember, I talked to Claire in a previous episode about her book Ever Forward, which was a book of haikus. I also highly recommend that one. And it was also illustrated by her dad. He does wonderful watercolors. So this book also has a fun fact at the end, teaching what a pangram is using a line in the book that is also a pretty well-known pangram, which is a phrase that uses all of the letters in the alphabet. And the phrase is, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. I'm sure most people have heard that. It's such a sweet, beautiful book. It would definitely be enjoyed by little ones. Mine is actually going to a friend who has four little ones that I think are going to absolutely love, fox and dog. And just like she did with Ever Forward, Claire is donating the proceeds to the UK Guide Dog Charity. So you get to support guide dogs, and you also get to support a wonderful writer. There really is no reason not to buy this book. If you have kids or grandkids, nieces, nephews, little friends, or if you enjoy a sweet story with lovely watercolor illustrations, please check out this book. The link to purchase it is in the show notes. Fox and Dog by Claire Tom, illustrated by Colin Tom, friends of the podcast. (laughs) It's so sweet. It's really beautiful. So that one was a very quick read. (laughs) Although for a kid's book, it's a a good length. It would make a good bedtime story. (laughs) Anyway, for book two of this episode, I'm talking about one of my newest book of the month purchases, The Golden Couple by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekanen. So this book was good. It was not super great, but I did enjoy it. I was a little bummed because I've read other books by them that I loved, You Are Not Alone and The Wife Between Us. So I went into this with very high expectations, but I've also read a lot of thrillers recently, and I might just be a little burned out. I don't know. I did enjoy the story. It was fine. It just wasn't an all-night-can't-put-it-down read, which is what I've been having lately, just kind of randomly. I think I just didn't really connect to any of the characters, and I think it would be difficult for them to have written them in a way where you could, because a lot of the plot is based on secrets and nobody really knowing the truth about anybody. So it is hard to relate. 
I just wish we could have been given a little more personality. But anyway, the story is broken into three parts. Two of them are told from the perspectives of a supposedly perfect couple, Marissa and Matthew. And then the third part is told by Avery, who is an ex-therapist. She has done some things to anger some very powerful people uh, in the psychiatry world, uh, more like psychiatric drug world. So she lost her license, but now she runs her own program, which is very successful, but also does not have the restraints of being a certified therapist. So things get a little, a little messy. <laughs> so Marissa books an appointment with Avery initially because she wants to admit something to Matthew that she cheated on him one time. But their marriage has kind of been in trouble for a while, and she hopes that Avery's 10-session program can fix them and get them back to being the perfect couple, which Avery claims she can do in 10 sessions. I've been in therapy for three years, and I just barely feel like maybe the last year has been, like, actual work. So I don't know how you would fix anybody in 10 sessions. So they go to their first appointment. She makes this confession. Matthew is understandably hurt and angry, but he does agree to continue the sessions. So while Avery is dealing with her own escalating issues, uh, like random guys showing up and being somewhat threatening, but not super threatening. So while she's dealing with that, she is intrigued by this new couple. And she uses some very interesting tactics. She'll spy on them, follow them, snoop, go through things, talk to people. Yeah, she doesn't have the restraints of being like an actual professional with like rules. So it gets interesting. (laughs) But as she goes along, the more that she thinks she discovers about this golden couple, the more confused she becomes. They seem perfect. Like, too perfect. Something is off, but she can't quite figure out what it is. It's a good, interesting story, and the ending is good. There are a few things that I had figured out before they were revealed, But it was a very good wrap-up to both plots. And I think that's always, like, the hardest part, especially when you're writing a thriller, you know? So it was a good ending. And that always, uh, that's always the sign of a good book, I think. (laughs) I really did enjoy this book. And I would recommend that you check out The Golden Couple by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Buchanan. And really anything they've written, the other two that I mentioned earlier are fantastic. And I think there's one other one that I haven't read yet, so... I've got one more on my list. (laughs) So now it's time for a quick break, and then I have an update, a book mention, and a new chapter of Heart of the Storm. Be right back. Welcome back, book lovers. So I want to quickly mention a book that I'm currently reading. It's called Medicine Woman, and it's by Lynn V. Andrews. I told you that I was having a really good reading week, right? (laughs) This book was recommended to me by my therapist, and it is hitting me right in my soul. I'm not going to get into it today because I need some more time to kind of wrap my head around the whole thing and how I'm feeling about it, but I am going to go into detail about this book on a new self-care Saturday, which I am bringing back very soon, so stay tuned for that. I am super excited to share some more self-care info with you and just chat, just have a little, like, Kind of free-form episode, I guess. (laughs) 
if there are things you're interested in or topics you want me to talk about, uh, send them my way because I would love more ideas. I have a bunch, but there's always I'm always learning something new. <laughs> anyway, so now it is time for the next chapter of Heart of the Storm. This one's a little bit short, but it is what it is. I'm doing the best I can right now. Still kind of feeling the COVID and, uh, you know, just dealing with life. <laughs> So this is what I got done anyway. I hope you enjoy Chapter 41 of Heart of the Storm. The water came rushing out of the room and filled the hallway in moments. The monsters were taken off guard, and none of them got away. Even Thea was taken by surprise. She was whisked down the hallway amidst the flailing creatures. Her creations were dissolving before her eyes. Their faces contorted in pain as all of her hard work was washed away. The water flowed with a current of its own. It surged through the mansion, filling every room as it went. The water was unending. It found every nook and cranny, and swirled away the darkness that had been harbored within the walls for centuries. It was all being washed clean. Thea fought against the current. She had taken quite a bit of energy from the river dwellers, and she had no fear of death. It was a difficult swim, but she could handle it. She made it back to the room. She watched them from the doorway for a moment. Nim and Rhea floated in the center of the room, unaffected by the swirling currents around them. They looked peaceful. She tried to enter the room. Her plan was to dive straight for them and let loose with everything she had. Her rage was bubbling the water around her, and she was ready to explode. But she couldn't enter. There was someone else in the room, an unseen presence of great power a force of loving protection that repelled Thea when she attempted to enter and bounced her back out into the hallway. On her third try, the force slammed her against the wall and held her there. Thea tried to fight, but she couldn't move at all. Her insides felt strange. Something was moving inside her, writhing and burning in her guts. With a sudden painful force, the thing inside her spewed from her mouth in a spray of silver goo that formed a long snake it slithered out of her mouth and coiled in the water beside her. When it had been fully purged from her body, the face appeared. The ghoul's face. The former queen of the river dwellers and the gatekeeper of the dead. Thea thrashed with all of her might, but she was not in control anymore. The ghoul coiled around Thea and dragged her away. The movement was swift and sudden. Thea had no time to react. She was whipped away from the wall and dragged down the hall at a rapid rate. They descended the stairs, diving deep and entering the dark, watery realms of the lower levels of the mansion. The ghoul moved with purpose. She knew her route and did not stray from it. Every door they passed was open. No secrets remained in the mansion now. Everything was exposed. Even the super-secret door was open. Water gushed through the opening in the wall, they rode the current into the depths and dropped into the rapidly filling well. Thea bobbed to the surface and righted herself. As she adjusted to breathing air once more, she examined the many sources of water flowing into the massive stone silo. The ghoul swam beneath the surface. The slimy silver tail was wrapped around Thea's ankle. Its touch burned her skin, reminding her that she was not free. Thea's heart skipped a beat the briefest tinge of emotion. She was coming. 
It was time. Thea was finally going to see her daughter. So that is the end of this rather short chapter, book lovers. <laughs> Don't forget to check out Fox and Dog by Claire Tom. The link is in the show notes. And the proceeds go to support guide dogs, so you really can't go wrong. <laughs> Keep an eye out for season two of Self-Care Saturday. It is coming soon. And please check out a new episode of Storytime with M this Sunday for the next chapter of my dystopian fitness nightmare, Super Gym. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep reading.